This season of What's Your Story is brought to you by Paystack. If you run a business or you're thinking of launching one, Paystack helps you to accept payments online from anyone, anywhere in the world. Don't have a website? Doesn't matter. With Paystack, you can create a simple and attractive online store for free and all by yourself. You can also create simple payment links and invoices and send them to your customers wherever you chat with them. And they can pay you via card, mobile money, Apple Pay, and more. Paystack also integrates seamlessly with popular e-commerce platforms like Shopify, WordPress, and WooCommerce. And if you're a tech-savvy business owner, you can rely on the Paystack API to create custom and delightful payment experiences for your customers. Create your free Paystack account and join over 200,000 businesses across Africa that rely on Paystack to get paid and grow their businesses. Visit paystack.com technova to create your free Paystack account and start accepting payments online. That's paystack.com slash technova. Clothing that can determine your temperature, your heartbeat, your Oh, everything. yes, I've heard and, about And depending that. on those things, it will start injecting. They have that way. It start injecting medicine into you. Wow. I'm like, why? Wow. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Wow, that's why. Well, people were doing like crazy stuff. There was this lady from Kenya that was creating water from air. From air? Yeah, they produce water from thin air, from air. Growing up, she has to walk in this house to fetch water. She go angry, so she figured a way <laughs> to create water from air okay. that they can drink. So when you're in a room with these kind of people, you realize that you're my guy, you know, rich. Yeah, like you haven't gone <laughs> but you are privileged to be representing West Africa. Wow. On today's show, which is our longest episode to date, we talk to Ciso Nutako. Ciso is a social entrepreneur and the founder of eCampus, an online education platform. What makes Cecil's story unique is the fact that he didn't graduate from high school, and yet he's built one of Ghana's most unique edtech platforms. In this episode, we had an amazing conversation with Cecil to understand his journey as an entrepreneur, his time at NASA, and how he's leveraging technology to make access education better in Ghana. Okay, so Cecil, so we just want to just talk to you about your background and basically how you even came up with the whole e-campus idea and everything. But first, we want to start from the beginning. Of just course. basically your childhood. Like, what was your interest like even growing up in school? Hmm. So I spent most of my childhood with my grandmother. Mm. You know, she's still alive. She's 91 now. Yes. My sweetheart. I'm supposed to go visit her <laughs> with the kids, you know. So according to my grandma, she's like... Anytime we go in the evening to buy porridge, mm. you know, those days there was no electricity, no one in home. Okay. Yeah. Mm, the water. So yeah. service center, that's where they buy cocoa. Service center, this is what we call filling stations today. <laughs> they call mm. them service center. All right. So when we go to buy and we are coming, one of the things she used to she tell me is that I'm always angry that why are the service centers or today's words filling centers called mobile mm-hmm. Even like guess, shell yeah uh, why are they call uh, those things why are they not call nutako why are they not call uh, or, mm. uh, or gachedo why why are they call shell and mobile mm. my grandmother would be like she doesn't know why mm. and I'm like ah but you know there should be names okay. that I know like yeah I was a child. I was in primary school. I didn't. I didn't even know. What, I was just asking those questions. And then she used to tell me, "We go to the market. Normally, you go to, you follow to the market. You carry the pan on your head, and we buy the things inside for you." Yeah. 
And then when I see people pushing trucks, I'll be asking, ah, why are they going through all this hell? Why, why can't they just make it comfortable? Why mm-hmm. do they have to push and then be trying to stop it? And ah, Why? They should make it more easier. Mm-hmm. So that's the kind of things, you No, know, I grew up, my grandmother was telling me that those are the kind of things that were worrying me growing up. Always asking questions. And if I cast my mind back, uh, no one had tried to build a brand mm-hmm. <laughs> to, to, not to call it Shell, I call it Campus or something. Right. And then no one there, you know, I'm, I'm fascinated by engineering, mm-hmm. like trying to create things and build things. You know? So you're always curious. Yeah, I was always curious about yeah. why things can get better and why mm-hmm. don't we own things mm-hmm. ourselves. Okay. You know? So, yeah, to put it that way, that's, that's how my childhood was. Okay. I used to dismantle anything and try and reassemble it. Mm. It didn't work. You know how it mm-hmm. is. Uh, we used to use the milk things to create our own cars. Oh, yes, yes. Know, put ties this. around them. Yeah. Sometimes you hit yourself with the, the, the knife and the and the stone you're trying to cut and design something. That's how we grew up, you know, mm. creating our own toys. There were no yeah. toys to buy for you. Know, so we were creating yeah. our own toys to just have fun with. So that's, that's how my childhood was. Okay. So did that mean that you wanted to be an engineer when you went to university? Or? So for some reason, growing up, I had interest in engineering. I wanted to like have my own trains, build mm-hmm. my own cars and all those things. But for some reason, secondary school didn't make me like science again. You know? No, what, what, what happened my, in secondary school? You know, primary school... Learning in primary school, it was okay to make mistakes, you know. Mm-hmm. There was not too much punishment for making mistakes. It was okay to just mess around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was one of the best students in primary school, you know. I was part of the the cultural group. We dance, you know, we create our own songs. I did needlework and stuff. Okay. So even now I can do knitting. Okay. You know what I mean? Knit with the two pins and create a tablecloth. Those things, I, I was like creating things, you know. No, when your bottom gets out, you can fix it you yourself. yourself. I can yeah. still do those things, right? So those are the things that in things you can do with your hand. Mm. I wanted to create stuff. So primary school and junior high school gave us a chance to do those things. We right. used to do cooking competition in school. Yeah. Like I love those things. Yeah. Right. And that's where my interest was. Like do things with your hand. But when, you know, it was time to go to secondary school, my mom wanted to do science at all costs. My dad wanted me to do business. So my mm. dad got me a pokuari. And my mom got me Osei Tutu. Mm. Osei Tutu say, come and do science. Opoku is going to do business. But you okay. know, growing up, we we're more attached to our moms than our dads. So yeah. <laughs> I took what my mom said. And secondary school, it wasn't okay to make mistakes. They'll beat you. Like, mm. you no, know, they made school not fun. You know, and then the things we're teaching, you can't do it. Like primary school, we're it's, doing the it's things. It's theoretical most of the time. Yeah, so you say what? Uh, chemical reaction, rate determining step. Mm. And I'm writing some formulas. I want to create the chemical. I want to see what, happens. See what happens. The lab is it. empty. Right. Nothing is there. So I lost interest. Okay. I just lost interest. No wonder I failed three times. Like I just <laughs> lost interest. Because I wasn't able to create the things I was reading. Mm. I wanted to create stuff. Okay. And see them. But secondary school education wasn't like that. Wow. And and I think that's where the engineering thing left. But, you know, dropping out and discovering computers. Okay. I realized I could create stuff. <laughs> and then that became who I am now. And yeah, at least we were able to create stuff with codes, you know. <laughs> okay. So when you, like, I guess you dropped out. So when you went into computers, what were you first building with the computers? So that was, it's a bit fascinating, you know, in our era, 2002, 2003, there about, yeah, 2001, 2002. When you finish secondary school, it was like almost automatic. You go to computer school. 
<laughs> Remember that day? Those days. Everybody yeah. went to computer school. Yeah, because it was a big thing at it the time. It was a big thing at the time. Yeah. Computers were new. You know, my first encounter with computers was in 2001 when you know, I finally created an email mm. right? Mm. Yes, on Yahoo yes. and then I sent an email to myself. The first thing I said, I said to myself, and it came. I started asking myself, like, how is that possible? How was behind? Yeah, this? like, like this is magic. Yeah. How is that possible? So I was curious. Those days we used to use Axe.com, not Google. Mm. It's Axe.com. And I said, okay, uh, how does email work? Right. Oh my God! I got to know about what mail servers, DNS servers, proxy servers. And I'm like, one day I'll be able to build all these servers. <laughs> that's what I told myself. Oh, so wow. that's where the interest began. So when I, you know, after three, uh, after the first exams, you know, in school, you finish your home waiting for your results. Mm. It took me to the Air Force, right? I okay. ready to do computers. I, I was a bit troublesome. So they wanted a discipline environment. So you got to, get, so go to <laughs> the, Air Force, to the yeah. Air Force camp. You know, you're entering the military base and, you know, you have to be disciplined. Yeah. And that's where I started learning computers. I learned word processing, design, coral draw, mm. a bit of networking, hardware, that kind of stuff. Nice. And then the interest started building from there. And eventually I discovered Linux and then mm. I could build my own DNS servers, my own mail servers, my wow. own what, firewalls, VPNs, routing tables. So I could now create things. Yeah. So yeah, not yeah, the normal school thing. Not okay. so yeah, my not interest, you. I was just drawn into it. I got obsessed with computers. And the results came and I didn't do well. So there was no university that wanted me. Oh wow. And, you know, you have to go rewrite remedials. Yeah. I did that one too. It didn't go well. Uh, you know, press pressure. You're the firstborn, you know. Mm. Your mom is a physician anesthetist, you that surgery, your pa- your dad is a not a so planner. Lot of expectations, yeah. Charlie, it was it was hell. Like and everybody's child has gone to the university, only you mm, what, what so are you doing? I went the third time and I failed again. So I'm like, ah, but I'm pretty good at this computer thing. Yeah, so you're smart so, in that aspect, yeah. Okay. How about finding a tool that can help me predict whether I'll pass or fail before I go right the fourth time? Because hmm. that one day they'll kill me. <laughs> yeah, three times you know a I lot, mean? yeah. So I started like the same axe.com, checking things that time, you know, and I realized that there was no tool that could predict whether you're ready for exam or not. Hmm. I'm like, how about I build one? Hmm, okay. So I started using Microsoft Access. They don't create that again. No, yeah, that's a long old yeah. software. Yes. As I use Microsoft Access to now put all the past questions into it based on topics so that I can use that to practice hmm. and then see my strength and weakness, which topics so that I can dodge those questions in the hmm. exam. So just trying to fix my own problem. Yes, okay, yes. And then so when I did that, that it kind of gave me some confidence that, okay, now I know where my weaknesses and stuff are. Oh, your strengths are. So I started selling them on diskettes to my colleagues oh, at wow. the remedial schools in front of communication centers and internet cafes. Okay. And they were buying it. And oh, I'm nice. Like, oh, okay. So sometimes I say, oh, why do you have only, what, two years on the diskette? I'm like, for God's sake, just 1.44 megabytes. Yeah, <laughs> you can't put all that stuff. So now I, I had more diskettes. If you want the colored diskettes, you pay a premium. Mm. And Takradi was moving. Okay. So I'm like, okay, if this is moving, then I'm not going to ride the fourth time. I'm tired. Yeah, so basically that's your entrepreneurial journey in a way. 
I was actually doing MVP testing. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're actually doing something uh, like a little bit. Uh, they, today they tell you what uh, go to market strategy. Maybe yeah. that's what I was doing. Right. Uh, go and test the product with the with the, with the customer. Get feedback. Okay. I didn't know. I was just trying to solve my problem. It kind of worked, hmm. and I showed it to people, and they like it, and they were paying money for it. Nice. So that's how it kind of started. So how did the decision go? Like when you told your parents that, oh, I'm selling you software. I don't think I'm going to write my fourth exam. I look. I didn't even know how that went because, you know, when I started doing that, my mom was shocked. She's like, like I thought you were dumb. Like, mm. <laughs> able to do something that people like it. Mm. You know. So even that, I haven't even completed the, like, once I was failing, I kept, you know, we started with Microsoft Office Suite. So yeah. when I fail again, then I'll go and do Corral Raw. Uh, when I fail again, I'll go and do networking. Okay. So I, I kept I just stop. going because I love computers. Yeah. I remember begging my mom one day to buy me a computer. And she's like, you, you can't even do common mathematics, you want computer. <laughs> I said, man, I beg you. I was on my, you know, where I'm from, you have to wake up at dawn, knock a door, mm. go and kneel down. She's like, okay. I was so happy. But she couldn't afford a new one. So mm. I had to assemble one. Oh, wow. So that's where my hardware things I learned. So I'll so go here, buy the hard digs, buy that. Uh, I had a compact uh, what monitor. Mm. And then oh, the, the system unit, IBM, a bit of what? HP, a bit of oh, Sans Solarex. Like, just mixed week. And I was able to assemble. And she was shocked. That you could build a whole yeah, computer yeah. by yourself. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, you plug this here, you plug that here. I was like, ah. So these computers, you've gone just a few years, you're able to do things. But mm. they're all the secondary school. So what were you doing in school? <laughs> you know, today I can go back and say, I wanted to do things with my hand, but that time I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Right? So that whole journey made her start relaxing on the whole SSE thing. Mm. Maybe my son, he can't be a doctor because her dream was for me to be a doctor. Right. Like, maybe this boy. So they said we should go and do attachments. Hmm. The computer school. Okay. And I think because it was the Air Force, you know, they were very organized, the military people, like, you know, and they could see potential. So they're like, go and do attachment. Hmm. And I'm like, what is that? They said, no. So I went to the hospital one day, you know, because my mom was at the Ghana Ports and Harbor. Okay. She was the anesthetist there. So we qualified for free medical care, you know, I mean, twice a year, those things. So I went there for checkup. And then I saw the nurses climbing ladders to remove my file. Mm. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh -uh. That's wrong. 2003, you are climbing ladder. Wow. Wow. Oh, doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Very archaic, like, yeah. What do you mean? I'm like, oh, no, we can put it on a database. Mm. I just said it like that. Because I had learned you about learned Access, yeah. Excel. And they're like, what do you mean? That's okay. Who, like, I went complaining to my mom and was like, Ah, don't you know that boat? That boat is the administrator mm. of the hospital. So that boat is just our neighbor, mm. you know, because the ports, they paid all the workers live in the it's same area. So I went to that boat's office and I said, that boat, uh, you know, this girl should fall down. I said, which girl? I said, ah, well, it's, oh, but it's normal. I said, no, I mm. put all of that in a database on the computer. And the computer on that boat's decks was covered with that rubber. Mm, yes. Uh, they never touched the, it. The cover, yeah. So it was like, what do you mean? I say, yeah, I can do it. Are you sure? I went to computer school, so this computer school thing. I was another, but I can do it. It's okay. 
He's giving me three days. I will come and show him something. Uh, come mm. and see. I was excited. <laughs> I went to do it with Dami, you know, that I would do a clip art. Yes, a picture, picture of the person. Yeah. And I put my own blood group, blood type, okay. everything. So four days that I went and showed it to him. So that was when he turned on his own computer. It's <laughs> not coming as, oh, but you've not plugged the system yeah, unit. You've not done this. You've not. And I did everything. The computer came on, put in the diskette, and then I opened Microsoft Access. And then everything came. It was like, you did this. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. It's okay. No problem. Wait, I'm going for a meeting. You remove the thing for me. That's a floppy disk. Yeah, the disk. I removed it. He broke it like that. He oh, really? The disk. Locked me in his office, left for the meeting, and said, do it again. Wow. I'm like, oh, he bring himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before he was back, oh, I had done, done it. Already. Using pictures, you know, from clip art and all those things. And they had dial-up. So I even entered internet. internet yeah. over, I do one for him. So then he realized that no, Auntie, you know, that's my mom's name. Auntie Peace. Hey, Ubano, where are you? Oh, wait for that one day. No, 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 I'm serious. Hey, yeah, yeah. Why are you, Auntie? Obey attachment. I'm like, okay. Okay, attachment. Two days later, I got a call from the MIS department of Ghana Ports and Harbor. Oh. Takradi, not the hospital. They say I'm too advanced for the hospital, so I should come to the MIS department. Oh wow! So they <laughs> called you to come over. Yeah, for because I'm twenty dollars. Is this genius? I'm like me genius. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember that day. I'll never forget. I was at home. It was a Monday morning. You know, my mom is the the bus that comes to pick her. Right. Right. The mini bus. Yeah, the small ones. So me and my home, and then this pickup came. We are looking for Mister Mitako. Hey, my mom is like, which is the Which taco? one? The older one? Early morning. Which is the taco? So, no, Mr. the taco. Uh, he, we are picking him for work. He starts today. Wow. Uh, me too, I knew. I didn't tell her. So, I would dress nicely, wear my long sleeve. Uh, I'm going to work at Ghana Ports and Harbour. Right. office. MIS department. My mom was like, you are kidding me. I sat in my pickup. I left. <laughs> I think four or five hours later, my mom is at the MIS department. And I was sitting there working. They're like, ah. This is your mom. We never even know your mom working. Uh, so no connection. Oh. On pure merit. Okay. That's when she realized that, oh, okay. Looks like my boy is not going to be a doctor. Right? Mm, he's straight into so, computers. Yeah. And yeah. MIS department gave me access to like internet, like high speed internet. So you yeah, can imagine right. a hungry man. <laughs> yeah, so now it's faster, now everything. Do yeah. crazy stuff. So yeah, uh, thanks to all those experiences. They really made me, well, I remember yeah, very well, very well. Because there was a hardware department, there was a programming department, and there was a software department. So at that time, what I didn't really know was programming. Mm. So I fell in love with the whole programming thing, QBasic, and started coding. I'm like, hey, I'm a guy, I'm a guy. So yeah, that's how my my love for computers started. But yes. I still date it back to what my grandmother used to tell me that I want to do things mm. with my hands. I want to create things, and computers gave me the opportunity to create stuff. Nice. And, so what what was the journey after working in the MIS department and everything? Yeah. So why, what did how what did you go from there? So after a year, the attachment was coming to an end. Okay, and you no know, classic. My mom was like, okay, based on advice she's getting from you know people around, you know people we respect a lot. They're like, your son is a genius. You should go to invest in America. Mm. I say, which America? Anyway, <laughs> say no. So quickly, they have to move me from Takradi to Accra to come and do SAT. 
Oh wow, you were the SAT in Accra. Yes, so that's wow. it. We're, we're doing for, we're going for the SAT class at Busy Internet at the top. Wow. Because now my mother believes that his son will not be a doctor, but will be a computer engineer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, me, I don't want to go to any school. I just want to create stuff. Yeah, you want just to dance. Yeah, no, 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 no. And you know, these are like, you know, the, the director of ports, you know, my boss at the MIS department, you know, Dr. Boati, my mom's boss, and then that board administrator, mm-hmm. they all come to that and say, no, Senna, you are a genius when it comes to computers. We don't understand all these things. Yeah, but you to America, do you'll be great. Actually, school, school. They don't want school, to hear school yeah, at school, all. Yeah, because of your past experience. You know, but yeah. they're like, no, America is different. Okay, so I came to this SAT thing. I remember the first week they gave us all 80 gig of internet. Wow. At that time, that's a lot. Yeah, for the whole period that you'll be at the SAT thing. Yeah. But you know me, I'm hungry, so I started researching things. Before I knew it, I was down with what, 40 gig. Wow, you just have... Just, in just three weeks, so. Wow. And I have months to go. So I started thinking, okay, huh, my colleagues who don't come, how about I can use their own? Hmm. So I started looking and I found Kane and Abel, some software that can <laughs> help you hack people's oh. <laughs> passwords and stuff. So when you come and I know you don't frequent, you know, those privileged kids, you know, that are bad for Then I will hack and then get your code. So when you are not, if you don't come. You come, ah, you just, yeah, you wouldn't I, know. I'll yeah. be using your code to browse. Well, 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 well. Ah. So it didn't take long. People started noticing that ah, they are, they are, they are yeah, it's, it's going down. Yeah, I'm not using it, but it's going down. How is this possible? Yeah. And that's where my my research thing started. Like anything I want, I believe so much in the internet that they could tell me what to do. Mm. All right, and I just go there and I Google, and then you know that time Google started coming Yahoo search and hasta la vista, you know right. all these things, and I just follow instructions, you know, enter forums. And then I apply and it works, you know. So that interest started growing for that. So the whole SAT I was supposed to be learning. <laughs> I was just, just using the internet to do my own stuff. So those days, high five. You remember high five? My space. My space. Yahoo chat was the thing, you know. So on Yahoo chats, I met one Indian guy. We chat and say, hey, so what are you doing? So I'm, I'm doing SAT. I'm going to do computer engineering in America. Okay. And we're like, okay, so what what's what programming language can you use? I say, I don't know. None. I know, I don't know how to know. And say you are going to university in America. You don't even have no programming language. You don't even no no no. Don't go and waste your parents' money. You disappoint them. Hmm. Because they are kids in high school who are writing what what you see yes. or your watches your digital watches yes. all the toys you have there are kids writing those things so if you cannot do those basic things yeah, you make it. don't go embarrass yourself I say mm. oh thank you I don't even want to go <laughs> so where should I start so I should download QBasic mm. and download what uh, was JavaScript J- oh, something like that JavaScript. those days yeah. and I followed this guy like I followed him religiously I went to download QBasic I followed him I was able to write my first program I said mm. wow and I started doing so the day of reckoning mm. to tell my mother that I am no more interested in going to America to do editing. Well, After did. they've done the what financial aid, I got yeah, scholarship, the, the filing, went everything. to school in Los Angeles. Oh, we did everything. We went to the America. Those days they were doing that currently where the Republic Bank is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. At the top, that's the top, where we yeah. go to the library. Oh, Charlie. 
I'm like, mommy, uh, you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to go to any America again. Yeah. But I just want to go to NNIT. Mm, because an Indian guy told me that if I can get my basics, I should go to NIT, get my basics, and yeah. after that, I can go to America. Okay, that makes and sense. And just across the street from me, this internet was NIT. Yeah, right. Yeah, just close to each other. So I'm like, I'm, I'm not go to any university in America, Los Angeles. I won't go again, but I'll go to NIT. See, my mom brought pastors to come and pray for me. Like, wow. my son is cuckoo in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, who? That's who? So my Indian friend. Where, where is he? Where is He's he? on Yahoo chat. I said, what do you mean? You don't yeah. even know that guy. I'm like, you no. met him before. Everything he told me, it works. I'm able to yeah, create stuff. did your own thing, yeah. So I'll go, I'll go to NNIT. Hmm. He said, ah, what's wrong with you? I'll go to NNIT. That time I said, I got exposed to Linux and all these yeah. things. So, you know, instead of the Microsoft SQL, I was using MySQL, Postgres SQL, you know what I mean? MaxDB. Ah, Charlie, we build our own canals. That was fun. Yeah. It's okay. Everybody came to I said, I will not go to any America. Mm. I don't want to embarrass you. I'll go to an NIT. Mm, okay, so this was school. Yeah. So they went to pay for me and I went to NIT. They give you plenty of books in Windows. I never used them. All I was using was Linux. Wow, Unix, Sun Solari. Like, I like those things. Freedom. Right. So all my assignments yeah. that they give us in, in Microsoft, I was doing it in Linux. Mm. So I remember I got the, our, our, our lecture. I was like, you, you're just something else. It's a different thing. Yeah, I'll do that thing for you, but I'll do my own stuff. Yeah. I did e-technology and IT. Before I graduated, oh, I had the opportunity to represent Ghana at the WISIS conference mm. at AITI. Okay. Right? That's where I met Dorothy Gordon, you know, and then I had a stand demonstrating what LTSP, like LTSP, Linus Server uh, Terminal Protocol. Okay. So you take one powerful computer mm -hmm. and connect it to dead machines. Okay. And then you can create a lab. Okay. Yeah. And at, at the strength of that one, I shake the hands of the former president, Kuku for the first time. Oh, wow. It was like, hey, I said, yeah, this is what we're building. We can build digital libraries. And then oh, at AIT, it was like, ah, did you go to school at MIT or something? Like, no, nah, go all here. <laughs> nah, I don't oh, have yeah. SSC. So you don't mean it. Wow. I think that time, uh, who, who was Minister of Communication? Was it Kandapa or something? Then he told him that he should con like work with me, make sure we see how we can develop this to oh. help the libraries of the schools and all of that. Okay. That's, that's a big deal, yeah. That's where I realized that, hey, I'm, I'm somebody. Yeah, know? that's and a big deal. So that's how the whole thing started. I just wanted to create stuff. Mm. And anytime I manage to create something, people appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And it makes me feel important. Right. And that's what I continue doing all the time. So that's what computers did to me. So Claire, you see, moving from the MIS department, thinking of going to America, and then, meet some other guy who can help me create stuff. And I was right. going to write programs. Right. At the MIS, nobody actually told me I write programs. No. The programmers were there, but you know. They never touch you, yeah. But this Indian guy on what? On Yahoo, Yahoo Chat showed me a few things and I could write a software. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not going to America. I'll no. go to the NNIT like that. So after NIT, that's when this whole digital library thing started. Mm. Yeah, I realized, no, don't forget your e-campus. Because mm. when I was putting on diskettes, that was, I was yeah. going to electronic campus. So oh. all of that coming together, the I realized, no, what if I could just create an electronic campus? That makes sense. Yeah, because that's from the beginnings. Like everything, so everything just kind of connecting in my head. I'm like, hey, it's just a database of everything they are learning. True. So. 
okay, we'll call it e-campus. Okay. Boom. So that's how it first work. So that's how it first started. <laughs> so what year was that when you first started that? So that was 2003, 2004. Nice. That period. Well, and that's where the realization came. Because I've done this NIT thing. I'm, done, I'm like, ah. So it just occurred to me that ah, I can I can create an electronic campus. Hmm. Where nobody because me, I hate going to school anyways. <laughs> and the remedial thing, you know, you walk, or oh, sometimes you walk two hours hmm. to the the campus for the remedial uh, classes, yeah, walk two hours back. Sometimes you walk almost what an hour and a half to the teacher's house. Wow. Just to do 30 minutes and one hour of work. Yeah, so it lost, so of, I'm like, lost time, yeah. I'm like, no, like, how about I just sit at home mm, and then learn from and do there. these things? Yeah. I didn't want people to even say I'm going to remedial class. You know, we fold the SI, one SI is before the subject. Fold it and put it in your bag, yeah. hide it, you know, because you're ashamed you're that shine, you're going you're to shy that you don't, yeah, do So I don't classes. want to go. I stay home and do it. Maybe so that's all these things put together led to this whole e-campus idea. Yes, and you no, know, I stuck to it because I could create stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So when you first started, like, what was the early, I guess, challenges when you first started the e-campus? So I think one of the biggest challenge was it was bigger than what I thought because mm. for me, I thought it was just a database of things. We just you know put past questions, put notes. <laughs> I realized I know it is it's, it's more complex right. than I thought. Right. But because of my open source background, I realized, okay, how about I just look at some open source e-learning tools, look at the code, how they did it. Mm. Uh, that even scared me the most because the code base was big. Very big. How am I going to code all this by myself? Hmm. Me alone. So I'm like, okay. The open source license allows you to kind of repurpose open source tools and then what? Give, give credit yeah. to them yeah. and then you can so I adopted Cloudline after, after studying about hundreds of them mm. and the Cloudline was more easy to manage so I adopted Cloudline and stopped the whole building from scratch then okay so you're using... adapting Cloudline slowly so 2005 there about adopted Cloudline I mean put the campus logo there right you know and then you know Regent University fell for it. So okay. <laughs> now I had a real environment to test it. And okay. I was like, ah, it's not just the software. I'm getting teachers to be willing to even upload their content there. On it, yeah. You know, monitor students, mark assignments there. I don't know. Mm. It's just not the software anymore. And the it teachers saw that as extra work. Yeah, they're doing we more work. They're coming to add this to it. I'm like, ah. So me alone, I'll take all the notes from the teachers and I'll upload, upload it, set the questions. This thing is bigger than what yeah, I thought. It's very big. You know? And then before I knew it, other universities wanted it. Mm. I realized I know this thing. You know? So at that WISIS conference at AITI, when I met uh, former president before, mm-hmm. that same day I met the provost, Dr. Oredu of Regent University. Okay. And he was impressed with what I've done. So when he heard that I don't have SSE and the degree, he was like, come on, we just started Regent University. You know, how about you come there huh? on scholarship because oh. come and do computer science. Because what you're doing, yeah, what yeah, what you're doing is you like. I mean? yeah, so they invited me over. He gave me his uh, those days. Apple had an iMac. Yeah, iMac. Yeah. It's white. Yes, I was fascinated. Yeah, I should go and format it, put the liners, create my own servers. I mean, you, know, you have to build a server so I can serve it. Yeah, to other. So I did all of that. 
I took it back to Takra. They did everything. Came back, went to see Regent, and they fell in love with it. It was mm. Cloudline that had repurposed. Yeah. My own, a bit of my own code in that. And they loved it. And they were a private university. They were barely a year old. And mm. they were doing evening classes. So mm. it was good for the working students. Right. So they're coming and so that's how I got my scholarship to go into university. You know, and they gave me a job on top of it. Okay. Uh, I remember when I got home and I showed the documents to my auntie and my uncle. My uncle put his stamp on his, uh, on his stand and was pressing the logo to see if I didn't want to fake it. <laughs> which university <laughs> that we see give you a job on top of it and give you scholarship you. <laughs> wow. Uh, but, yeah, so that's how I entered university. Yeah, I mean, wow. Regent, I did one year and, you know, I realized that, no, this thing, Still, I'm just going to do my company. So right. I left and went to start my company. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. So where did it go from there? Like, building the entire... Because you've already built it you yeah. in seven to region. So, like, what was the next step for you? So the next step was to try, stop signing contracts in my name. Hmm. You know, because other universities, right. Central University, Ghana Telecom University, those days, all of them. So I'll go and sign the contract uh, between Cecil... Senantako and this big institution. Mm. So when it's time to pay me, you know, you chase you, the money, nobody reminds you. Right? Yeah. So I realized mm. that no. So I think uh, who advised me? Uh, Jonathan Sowa. Yeah, Jonathan Sowa. I met him, you know. He liked my vibe, like what I was doing. He used to stay at Golden Tulip anytime he's in Ghana. Mm. So I'll go there. He was like, I have to incorporate a company. I said, What is that? What is that? <laughs> That's another layer. <laughs> So no, because you can't. All you are doing, you're a smart guy. Even mm-hmm. if I did some work for him, mm-hmm. he paid me very well. When he was even living there, he did a big party for me at the poolside. Oh. At uh, how do you call it? Uh, Golden Tulip. I invited yeah. my grandfather, my oh, mom, nice. my everybody. They were like, "Oh, Charlie, this is our, the, our black sheep. It looks like we should <laughs> just leave him to do his yeah, thing." Yeah, he's doing very well. You know. So he said, "I should incorporate a company." I said, "What does that mean?" He walked me through the process, mm-hmm. and then I was like, "Okay." So my first company I incorporated was Equinox Intercom Limited. Okay. I was fascinated by space. Yeah, Equinox, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I read too much about the cosmos and planets and galaxies. You know, so I remember my, when I went to NASA finally, I was so excited, you know. <laughs> yeah, we so I was so fascinated about space. So I'm like, okay, Equinox is when we have equal day and equal night. It yeah. happens twice a year. Yeah. Right. So how about my company being... Equinox and Intercom is what connects cities together. Mm. So, how about my company becomes what what makes what the developed world and the underdeveloped yeah. world equal the equal the same. Yeah. So that was a vision I had that I could use technology to bring all these poor countries up at pair with the the rich ones. Mm. I can do it. So mm. I'm going to open a company, Equinox Intercom Limited. Where you know, and I remember my first business plan. The cover page was a was a spaceship. The flying up here. The the NASA spaceship lifting Lift up, up, and yeah. I covered the American flag with Ghana flag. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> 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 and, you know, so we're going to fail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The developer the, and the, the yeah, developer will be the yeah. same because equal day, equal night. Yeah, we'll connect them together. That's how fascinated I was. I'm like, I believe technology could do everything. I don't mm. know why. I just I was so sold on it. Mm. And so I started an e-campus was one of the products. Okay, underneath it. We're doing a lot. We're doing yeah. things like our church management. Okay. We even had a software for tailors. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Simtress. Oh, I just believe that I could solve every problem with technology. <laughs> Anything. I even started a school in Takradi. Oh, wow. We, we did. EIL, or the, yeah, we call it EIL Center, right? 
and and our, our slogan was I think therefore I am. You know, <laughs> like crazy stuff. Yeah. And could try to compete with IPMC in Takrai. Wow. You <laughs> I did so many things. We even, we even introduced an e-card. Way really? back in, yeah, way back in 2005, we had an e-card. Right, because that time they had blacklisted Ghana on all these PayPal and stuff. Yes, yes, for with the, all the help green things the boys were doing. Yeah. So we we chose a card in partnership with what uh, eTransact at that okay. time. At that time, yeah. what? If I had pay wow. attention, they are probably one of the best fintechs. You would be. Yes. I was doing too many things. Yeah, but eventually I kept like something kept drawing me to eCampus. Mm. We had we had over ten different products we were doing mm. at the Equinox. You know, but. Because our slogan was what the technology, uh, the digital revolution. Hmm. Then we, 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 at the point we said digital evolution. You know, you the, you know. So I was just thinking that I can use technology to solve all problems. Right. You know. But I don't know. All of them, yeah, we made money was, here and there, but there was something about e-campus. It was it felt like more. There was something bigger. about it that, like, I, I, I just, I was in love with that concept. We could fix it, education. Hmm. Uh, so by the 20, 20, 2007, 2008, you know, more of the people I meet and I discuss what I do, everybody was gravitating towards e campus. Hmm. That's why I met Eric Usiakwan, okay. who's hmm. today our board chair. Yeah. And he saw something in me that I didn't even know at that time. Like, you know, it's like, no, you, you, you're up to something. And slowly, I realized I know all my time was going to e-campus. Mm. You know I mean, as far back as 2009, I was doing fiber to the home, bro. Oh, wow. Fiber, even fiber Smart then. homes, yeah. yeah. And I would build, you know, platforms where you can be anywhere in the world and spark your car in the garage. Like, I was just crazy. Yeah, about you use technology at very advanced. Unless I don't read yeah. about it, I'll try to figure it out. Right. As far back as 2006... Right. I was a system architect for Discovery Tech. Small boy. <laughs> and we built we build a VPN for well, what 18 banks. Oh, that's a big deal. We popularized what ATMs. Those days we yes. stand chat and back with that ATM. We yes. built ATM, come on, please, and I can just have it anywhere. Right. I, we built you those build networks. That. So I was just having fun. I won't sleep. Right. Just building all the time. Go to Accra North, Vodafone. That's where the co-locations are. I'm always in those server rooms trying to fix one or two. Mm. That was my life. But something about e-campus just kept like, no, this is it. This is it. So eventually we decided to just register e-campus separately. Yeah, when people own. come in early 2013, 2012, 2013, then this whole angel investing thing started coming up. Mm want to give me money I'm like give money for what <laughs> say for a stake in your business like what stake <laughs> I understand all those things. okay this is Equinox see these are the fleet of things we are doing mm. yeah why are you doing so many things I say, ah Richard Branson now we are doing everything yeah do everything at once <laughs> yes why not they're like no you have to focus because investors now say ah, what do you mean I want to solve it I say no you can't focus so I'll be like okay which one do you like so we like e-campus we like e-campus we like so mm. 2015, we incorporated eCampus separately. Okay. Started raising money for it. We still kept Equinox going. Mm. We still kept our fiber to the home. We call it XI11. <laughs> and why we name it XI11? Because randomly, when I look at the time, 
mostly it's 11 11. Uh-huh. that phenomenon has happened to me yes all, right? that's, that's true that's I research about it they say it's a phenomenon it's a gateway to a higher thinking <laughs> like so many ideas so I'm like okay then let me name my what uh, office automation home automation fiber technology services XI-11 XI-11 <laughs> 11, 11, 11. You know? 11, 11. I just get fascinated and I name mm. things anyhow you know what I mean mm-hmm. so that has been my journey with tech if you load eil.com.gh today you still see eCampus as one of the products crazy right. ideas Crazy, crazy ideas. <laughs> but eventually, eCampus stood out for investors. Mm. And the world was moving towards raising money, venture capital. Yes, venture capital, yeah. So I kind of follow along. And today, I'm, people don't even know my name. They call me eCampus. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that is interesting. It's very crazy. Yeah, very it's crazy, very interesting. Crazy. So that means you were dedicated most of your time now towards eCampus, oh, yeah, right. raising oh, money, building. Yeah, building the product, enhancing it. And I think every now and then, something significant happens and eCampus evolves hmm. you know I think the very first one was when you know these investors started talking about intellectual property hmm. you know and you know proprietary over open source I'm like no open source is good like, yep, but yep. you have limitations and then, then I can't invest in something that anybody can yeah, use anybody can code. use yeah they can just duplicate yeah. so realize that look we have to go back to building everything from scratch wow. and own it that was a big realization. And mm. this was happening in 2013, 2014. Mm. Like, oh my God. It's a big, big project. And that too. was the time the mobile apps, like mobile became yes. a thing. So I realized, okay, Cloud Ladder didn't have a mobile version. It was Mudo. I'm like, you know what? Back to basics. Mm. So today, campus is fully proprietary. Mm. I mean, it's so you rebuilt it from scratch. Yeah, we built everything from scratch. And I think what helped was when I was in my MBA. You know, yeah, I finally had to go to school. And uh, so you guys <laughs> listening, I had to go to school, you know, after dropping out of Regent and building Equinox for a while. You know, we got into the Ghana Multimedia Incubator Center. Mm. Right? And that was by recommendation through Dorothy Gordon, who was okay. the, the, the director general of the Kofiani ICT Center. Because, you know, I used to sleep by that supercomputer called Panda. I didn't go pneumonia. Sleeping in that aircon. I was so in love with that. Oh, Panda, <laughs> Panda, you know. That was the first supercomputer in Ghana. You know? Wow, yeah, yes, it was. Yeah. So, uh, so after all that, and then that was the time Ashase University came fresh. Yes, Laboni. Laboni first, yes. So, Dorothy was just, oh, go back to school. You mm. know, go to Ashase, I'll talk to Patrick. You mm. know, they understand. You are not normal, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows? I mean, I don't know go to any school. I'm yeah, you already had a b- bad experiences already. So when the regent opportunity came, she was like, go, go. After one year, I dropped out. So something happened. Then I really have to go to school. Hmm. What, what was that occurred? When President Kufour launched the Venture Capital Trust Fund, hmm. right? And they said they want to support startups in technology. So you have to apply. Hmm. So I said, Ah, this is my breakthrough. Mm. Huh? At the time, the vision for a campus was crazy. We wanted to have our own Wi-Fi across the country, our mm. tablets. Because at that time, then, that time, mobile telecom providers were not ISPs. No, we had were. ISPs separately. Yeah, and we have telecom no, companies who were just voice and text. Yes, it wasn't all it connected. It was way later before they combined them to become ISPs to provide data. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So if you're planning something, you had to, uh, and then I was working with Discovery, that I was an ISP. Easy. Mm. So I'm like, okay, let me apply for this money. 
they said they wanted audited account. I said, what is that? <laughs> no problem. Because then we had been, Equinox.com was incorporated in 2006. Okay. So when the venture capital trust fund came, that was 2007. And then 2008, I was applying. So I have to do three years audited account. Okay. No problem. At that time, we had won the InfoDev of the World Bank competition and we won and we were supposed to go to Rio de Janeiro in Brazil to mm. go and receive the award. So I told them, no, you know, you that plane ticket, the hotel, everything. You DHL yeah. the... Yeah, the, 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 the award to They say UPS or something. Yeah, UPS. UPS. Yeah. The award to me and give me the money so that I'll go and use it to do my audited account, yeah, my evaluation, my, my they call it private, uh, private, they call it a private equity memorandum. Okay. Based on which investors will invest, all that paperwork, how to go and do it, do a business plan. Mm. And that's all cost money. They were impressed. Mm. They were very impressed that I, I chose not to fly to Brazil, Brazil, live in a fancy hotel. I wanted the money to do this. Mm. But it wasn't enough to do it. Oh, really? So I spoke to UNDP and they topped up. Okay. So we paid Kelvin and Winnie to do the business plan and valuation. And auditing. Paid under and under. Now Bekatili to do the audits. Thanks to Benis. <laughs> Benis did all that connection. So this is a young man in 2008. Hmm. Auditing Audit. this company that was incorporated in 2006. Means you're really dedicated. <laughs> Sometimes I look where I'm like, you cry, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and it cost us almost $50,000 to do all that. Yeah. yeah, the auditing always costs more money. And I money. did all of that. Yeah. Did everything. And then you have to even what the plan you have to do what six copies mm. of all the documents and then put them on CDs. Yes, back then there was all CDs. There's oh, no, there was no. We did all of that. Then I went to uh, this uh, activity venture capital. Mm. They were the one of the funds that funds, were, yeah. uh, the fund managers under the venture capital trust fund. Thing. Okay, it was being managed by Chris and Charles Dubois. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So I went there, we present everything. They're like, uh, your, your business is too good to be true. After discounting it by even 80% is to profit them. Hmm. And I said, so give me the money. Like, <laughs> that was a problem, yeah. They're like, what's your future value? What's your present value? Hmm. What's your discounted ratio? I'm, I don't know. I That's didn't know all I'm that consultant. stuff. Yes. That's why I brought it. You know, they said, no, as a CEO, you should, you should know all this. Stuff. You should do your quick acid ratios. What is all this? <laughs> so they're like, look, like a great guy, passionate, great idea, but to be CEO, you can't be CEO. Hmm. So the least they can do is to help me get into Yale, okay, do business, go to business school in Yale, and then do, when I come back, they'll find a place for me in the company. Oh wow! So they're going to invest in you, basically. Yeah, they want to like they realize this will work. I was so furious. I was pissed off. <laughs> I was so angry. Their office was behind Metro TV. Before I realized, I was at 37. Mm-hmm. I was angry walking and walk, walking. angry before I realized I was at 37. From wow. Metro TV. Wow, you walk I didn't even realize I was. So that day, I asked myself, ah, business school. Eh? So I called a few people. They're like, you, the way you are, go to Gimpa. They can understand your problem. <laughs> it's more local based. So yes. I went to Gimpa, spoke to the registrar, Julius. Now my dad too was Julius. So, that is called, I went to you and said, I don't have SSC. Mm. 
chance I got to we were just the rest of your left <laughs> left to drop down right now this is what telling me present value future value I so don't because I don't I should, I should go to business school before they can invest in my company they say oh, calm down go and bring your SSE like that I said take this something say, go and bring it like that <laughs> at least you've run your company yes, from 2006 yeah. to 2008 lots of experience yeah. so we've created they call, they've just created a new course called entrepreneurship and SME management mm. and they're looking for people who are actually like yeah, hands on yeah. hands on they are doing it not just come and do academics so mm. go and apply bring everything we admit you normally people who are old they do or like preschool like you do that like a pre- preschool before yeah. you apply they say oh me I don't need if to if we pass that level yeah it's okay so I got my admission to Gimba I bought only two books the whole four years financial management and strategic thinking that's all that, that, that's what you wanted <laughs> like, to I loved it because I was going to school to come and prove myself to somebody say you see I don't know I'm yeah, going to learn <laughs> and it helped me look you all listen to me See, if you get a chance, go to business school. If you're an entrepreneur, just go to business school. Mm. It's okay. We know you get dropped out, they all drop out, but they were in school mm. and they, they learned so, learn something. Just go to school, go yeah. back. Yeah. Go do business school. Try and understand finance. Try and understand strategies. Try and understand, you know what I mean, uh, human, you know, human, human relation management. Mm-hmm. Try and understand a few things, you know, the importance of uh, procurements, like, mm-hmm. you know, business law, like, get those things it will help you in your decision making so yeah. Gimpa really helped I enjoyed it I even ran for SRC president you can imagine wow. <laughs> you know so it was fun but then I enjoyed you know I hated school but I enjoyed Gimpa because it was hands on I could okay. do something with the knowledge Okay. Because when I close from work and I come to the class, the uh, question I'm asking you, the lecturer, is some problem I just had at the office. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> your life experience. I, of yeah, I was living, I was doing it. Yeah. Not just imagining things. No, no, no. Mm. Right? So, I finished at what? Uh, 3.64 GPA. Mm. Just a little, Better. just one. That would have been first class. Yeah. Mm. 3.64. 3.64. GPA. After everybody for his been doing all the politics and stuff. I've been working. I've been working, but I loved, I loved, because I was, I knew why I was in school. You know what I mean? Mm. And recently, Charles and Chris, their company reached out like, hey, I want to invest. I'm like, ah, I need that. You're going to come back. Now you're coming back to so us. That, that's how it's been for me. Mm. That's how it's been for me. And, and Gimpa was great. Before I even graduated, and I got an opportunity to do my MBA at the Catholic University of Milan. Because I remember one of our lecturers came to announce that there's this MBA at the Catholic University of Milan. It's a specialized MBA. You can you don't need your certificate or first degree to to enroll. Hmm. All they need is an idea, a product, something oh, wow. you are building. Okay. So the whole two years of the MBA just is to build. improve that product, go to market, and make revenue. Okay. And hey, I have put e-campus on hold small from 2009. No. Coming to school, just trying to understand my next steps, building it small, small. I was like, well, at the time it was 18,000 euros. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't go. The mom was like, no, give it a shot. You could get a scholarship. Yeah, buys a scholarship, yeah. So I gave it a shot. We did, they, they, they did some what, uh, business idea competition. Mm-hmm. And then to my surprise, I won. <laughs> and I got an $18,000 scholarship to do my MBA. Nice. So you went I didn't even graduate from Gimpa yet. Oh, you hadn't graduated yet? Yeah, because, you know, we finished by the graduation 
know, we didn't do the ceremony. And ah, okay, okay, okay. We still do our project work. My project work was on our entrepreneurship as a profession. Mm. You know, what I mean? so then I started my MBA. That MBA changed eCampus. Okay, so you learned that was where you learned most of the things you pull oh, back into eCampus. You know, when you go to eCampus, you see for every topic, read, listen, watch, practice, discuss, mm-hmm. time test. It didn't just, we didn't just dream it there. It's all this, it's it was a research. Strategy, yeah. I remember my professors, one Japanese, American, and Indian, and then Ghanaian professors that were assigned to me. Hmm. Look, it told me what was the logic behind eCampus. I'm like, I failed exam. I want to be able to predict whether people pass or not. They said, that's not enough. Hmm. I'm like, ah, but it's not enough. So I should go and do a research on how the human brain learns voluntarily. Wow. I'm like, oh my goodness. That's even like psychology at its rate. I'm like, how the human brain learns voluntarily. I said, so they did what? They gave me access to all these journals. I used their their accounts to Mm. access a lot of, I read over 500 journals. Wow. That's a lot of journals. On education, brain function, cognitive learning. Bro, that MBA was fun. <laughs> so in the end, I realized that ah, about 80% of all these intellectuals were saying that, you know, no matter how smart or dumb you are, you know, you can only absorb, process, and recall 10% of what you read. Yeah, yeah. That's 20% famous, that, yeah. of what you hear. 30% of what you see. 50 percent of what you see and hear, seventy mm. percent of what you do is mm. practice, and ninety-five percent of what you teach others. Mm. Discuss. I'm like, oh shit. That's, that's very. That's okay. Very. So for each topic, read ten percent. Listen. Listen. Mm-hmm. Watch. Watch. Practice. Discuss. Mm. That's how ECAP is going to be. That's. The, oh, and wow. that worked. And today, it's bringing a lot of value to people. That's very good. So, on average, if you follow that methodology, you have a, a 75% recall rate. And 75 in most exams is an A. It's an A, yeah. Because you learn more, you guys get higher. <laughs> so, I don't know, maybe, I don't like to use the word lucky because luck to me is more preparation mm. plus readiness. You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, preparation plus opportunity. Like, when you prepare and you meet an opportunity, then maybe you can call it luck. But opportunity to come and you're not prepared, you miss it. All right? If you're prepared, no opportunity to come, nothing happens. Yeah. So I'm careful when I use the word luck. But yeah, I think life prepared me for almost all the opportunities, the significant ones that come, and then I kind of jump on it. Yeah. It works. So I'm happier that I had the opportunity to share. (laughs) I'm just remembering things. I'm like, That's good. So I have an interesting question to ask because you were building all this. You applied everything. I think it was back in 2015. Somebody came up to you and they knew about eCampus and they were like, they want to actually acquire eCampus. Yes, yes. So, yeah. So, so, (laughs) but you, I think at the time you said you weren't going to sell. So what what was the story behind that? So, you know, I wouldn't like to mention the name of the company because of the the South African company. Okay. Uh, on the January Stock Exchange. So I got a call from uh, UFE Grant, right? Yeah, because UFE Grant used to be an observer at our board meetings okay. at Villa Monticello. Mm. Equinox Stockholm Limited board meetings. Okay, so Equinox is still going on that time. Yeah, at that time. Yeah. This was pre-2015. Right. So 2014 there, I was So I got a call from him. Like, hey, come for breakfast at Moving Peak, 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, UFE is okay. 
So whenever I ever say Ngo, Ngo to call from Nigeria and say, go to that meeting. Oh, wow. Sounds like a big deal. So I got to that meeting and there's this guy, Ken Kenosei from IFC. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh. And then a bunch of white folks. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Yeah. So myself and my co-founder, Joel, you know, Joe Joe is married to Suzanne, and Suzanne is Dutch, so we also mm. we, we also have a white face. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we were there, and then not knowing, I was sitting in between Roy, who was the CEO, and then uh, the other guy who was the board chairman of that company. Okay, so you just didn't know any who these people were just there for. Yeah, they're interested in campus. I'm like, yeah. Oh, our valuation at the time was one million dollar. We need hundred thousand. We we'll give it ten percent. They're like, no, we we'll give it ten million dollars. And take the company, you make it part of your portfolio, they will not change the name, you still be CEO, but you move, you relocate to Joe Beck. Wow. I'm like, okay, let me think about it. <laughs> yes, that's a very big deal. It just didn't sit well. Hmm. It didn't really sit well with me. And I think, yeah, at least I'm 40 today, so I'm allowed to say some things. Hmm. You know, I look in the room, 13 people hmm. coming from South Africa, hmm. and nobody looked like me. Hmm. It's a big deal, yeah. It just didn't sit well. Because I believe that people who look like me should be able to build great things. And then have ownership of it too. And then people can know that it's possible. Yeah. It just didn't sit well. You can have your $10 million. It will take us a longer time, mm. but we're okay. 2018 November, I was invited to the, uh, the inaugural African Business Forum organized by the African Development Bank, similar to World Economic Forum. I was invited one of the startups. So Suzanne said, how don't we say hi to our folks who wanted to buy us in 2015? Hmm. So we said hi. They agreed. But I met me in Joburg. We went to see them. And guess what? The time valuation was $11 million. Oh, wow. So basically... So I take $10 million. Yeah. Um, it took, a, took some time, but you still... <laughs> basically got better so sometimes if you're very convinced and committed about what you're doing money is good mm. I won't say money is not good but it's not about the money mm. inflation will eat it up <laughs> as we're seeing already so yes. build value and we've never regretted it we didn't sell no. same thing happened when I was in NASA mm. I didn't sell so yeah, okay. not a ourselves, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you also. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a good story. I mean, you've been basically building e campus since the 2000s. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's, it, yeah. Life, it's, a, it's a long time. You're still building, still building. So, as you said, you might sell eventually, but you're still building a uh, product which is good. So, when you actually look back and everything, I mean, do you have any like maybe regrets on some decisions you made or maybe some things you, did, you could have done better? Uh, you know, when those things happened, I regretted them then. Now, when I look back, I'm happy they happened. You know, mm. you know, when you're happy in the moment, you know, you feel like ah, ah, ah. But when time passes and you look back, it's difficult to, 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 to because now you can connect. Okay, this why this meant this why this meant this. But I'll 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 single out one. All right. When I left Regent University, just focusing on building Equinox Telecom Limited at the time, eCampus was a product of Equinox Telecom Limited. Maybe I shouldn't have left Regent. 
Mm, to have stayed longer. Yeah, maybe I should have just stuck along, you know, trying try and finish that and get that computer science degree. And then maybe even experiment more because this was an environment. They, they, they made themselves a guinea pig for you to, you know what I mean? Try yeah, to come something. in. Yeah, to do something. And, 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 and up to today, it's been very difficult to break into the tertiary market, the university market with e-campus. It's been very tough. Mm. We, we did the junior high, senior high, we've done nursing, we've done school mm-hmm. of, Ghana School of Law, we've done, oh, we've done so many things like uh, what, uh, aviation law, we've done like oh. even going into corporate sector, oh. compliance, product knowledge, assessment, lifelong learning. But we're still not quite breaking the whole university thing, hmm. you know. So what we're doing now with the university's employability score, trying to help the students prepare for employment. That makes sense. But, but we've, we've been breaking to enroll a university has adopted e-campus and make it part of the school fees. Yeah, yeah that was, So we yeah. couldn't redo Regent after now. Wow. We couldn't do redo because Regent was part of the school fees. Everything was like, you know? Everything was structured, yeah. So maybe I should have just you know, stayed Stuck for it. a while and figured that one out. But Stuck it out. Yeah, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so just for the engineering people in the who may be listening, I think you mentioned before, we didn't really jump into it, but the NASA thing, yeah. we, that's a very interesting, I guess, journey on yeah, its own. It's like, crazy. Why, how did you even get to NASA? Like, how did that even happen? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, like I said, growing up, I was so fascinated about space. Yeah, because you could know, the company Wars, Equinox. Yeah, yeah, you know, Star Wars and, you know, I used to... Now, on those days, I would download the, the videos of the Hubble telescope, watching the galaxies. I don't know, there's something about space. Mm. You know, this whole, like, alien thing. Yeah, what's yeah, out there? I believe yeah. there was something out there. We could go to Andromeda, you know, Andromeda spin at 100 times for that speed of bullet. I get excited about those things. Mm. So, in 2017... There's this opportunity that uh, it's called a Global Solutions Program. Okay. It was organized by Singularity University. Okay. Where's that located? Uh, it's located at NASA. Okay. Singularity University. Yeah. Nice. This is, uh, uh, so Roy and Peter Demandis. Roy, the, the very popular guy at Google who controls all the AI. Uh, uh, agent in my head. Yeah. So he and Peter Demandis own that university. Okay. So those days, every two years, they bring 90 people from all over the world, put them in a room for a few months, and then force them to think to solve problems. To so like think outside the box, yeah. not just like this. And then when, exactly, and when you are there, they give so you university, that's how they invest in run, similar mm-hmm. to the NBA I did. Yes, exactly, exactly. So when the thing came up, I applied. You know, I remember I was applying at Davi's place. You know, there's a joint you need to you need to sit in at that time. You know, my voice. Mm-hmm. So I was just sitting there and applying. And, you know, it was like outside as so Charlie, this if you go to I go NASA, so you decrease. <laughs> you know that. So it went through. I got shortlisted to the top ten. Nice. So, and it's funny. You know, it was Easter Monday, so mm-hmm. we had just paid salary the Thursday. Mm-hmm. And then Easter Monday, I get this email that I've been shortlisted. Uh, no, I think, no, it's Saturday. Okay, so... I, I got shortlisted. Yeah. Thursday, I pay salary. Saturday, I get an email that I've been shortlisted top 10. I have to be in Lagos on Monday so that Tuesday, we do the finals. 
oh, wow. to select one person wow. so to represent West Africa. Wow, that's a big deal. To be in that university at NASA. Wow, that's a big deal. And I might just pay salary. <laughs> I can buy a plane ticket, but I don't know if I have money on me to spend. To spend. So I think through, call a few people, this one say, and uh, what's funny, when I call and say, oh, Charlie, I need money. How much? $500. I say, hey, where you are? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So I call the third person, uh, we call him Raskaf. Uh, his name is Kafui. Uh, Raskaf, I call Raskaf. Say, ah. We're just getting to know each other. And I'm like, so you got money? Say, ah, how much? Charlie, I need loan. How much? $500. I'm a guy. <laughs> what's up? So we see the thing I apply, you know, they mm. shortlist me for go Lagos. Mm. We say, oh, okay. But you buy, you buy, oh, ticket that I go fit by. You don't get money. I just pay salary. So you, we say, okay, go do pack, pack, pack for me. Okay. I say, if it's Saturday, I for go Monday. Mm. So Sunday morning, he called me and said, the pack, pack, pack is working, but you go and buy the tickets. Go, go. Okay. Start so list. I drove to AWA at airport, bought my tickets. So at least, at least you gave me five hundred dollars. So I was like spending money, making yeah. out. So Sunday afternoon, so yes, at a, at that place, I will eat for four things. I should come. And I went there and gave me an envelope. My name is on it. Come for five dollars. I said, I had guy, I had guy, I go. <laughs> so I got to Lagos. Next day we came. Ten shortlist to top ten. Top ten, yeah. No. I'm the only Ghanaian. Everybody is Nigerian. Everybody else Nigerian, just you Ghanaian. I'm wow. the only Ghanaian. Wow. And then what I was pitching was using e-campus to address climate change mm. using virtual reality. So oh. at the time I was doing virtual reality in 2017, we gave it. <laughs> you started early. Labs, like yes. so e-campus now, we just overbuild the product. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, that's crazy. That's a, yeah, it's crazy. And that was the time the, the, the Pope and Donald Trump, Donald Trump said, he's a hoax. The Pope said, no, we should save the environment. Mm. So in my slides, you know, I put yeah, all those all tweets. That. Yeah. And I showed that for all these people to believe that climate change is real, they need to have a virtual reality, like you have experience with storm coming. Yeah. And I had, a, I had a whole setup, oh, and you view it and you panic. Yeah, because you're seeing the reality. You're feeling it, like yeah. it's coming to pour on you, the earthquake. And they're like, oh, God damn it. So I'm solving the problem from a psychological point of view and not necessarily going to install something. No. No. If we change our attitudes yeah, in big. Ghana, then that farmer will not lose all his cattle in Kenya or Ethiopia. Mm. You think you're burning something here, right? You don't care. Mm. You don't see the effects, yeah. So we finished everything. Now there was a, a tie. Like I think they were wondering, me and some other Nigerian guy, that guy was doing some crazy AI. <laughs> <laughs> So we went to a room, they discussed one or two, and they're like, no, you know, they'll give it to Cecil. Wow. And the guy was like, yeah, because what I'm saying is crazy. It's not tech tech. Yeah. Like nobody would have thought that you could use technology to change people, like to change the psyche, yeah. the psychological problem of humans. Right. Because our attitudes, it's difficult to use technology to tune attitudes. That's very true. But we kind of figure out how we can use eCampus with virtual reality, augmented reality, to tune people's attitudes. Mm. That was crazy. So boom, we won. So when we won, they announced it and I took that picture. The first person I sent it to was Raskar. I said, Charlie, the morning, I win the team. Yes. <laughs> that was fun. So I got back to Ghana the very next day. I didn't want to stay too long in Nigeria. They would get angry. You, <laughs> yeah, came, you to came to take <laughs> The next day, you know, but my boy Shabba tried. He flew in for Kenya, took me out that evening, had a lot of wine. You know, I couldn't believe what was happening. Yeah, because you just won. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, the whole West Africa, you know. Yeah, and me, 
The excitement was I'm going to Nassau. It's not about <laughs> you're going to yeah, the engineering <laughs> hub of the way yeah, at Silicon Valley, San Francisco. So I yeah. get I make happy. So I go back to Ghana. The boys did some surprise party for me, that kind of stuff. Then you know, boom, I left. I got to NASA, Silicon Valley, you know, Singular University. You know, these fireside chats they have, right? This guy brought in, they brought in what Hewlett and Parker to mm. talk to us. They mm. brought in Elon Marks to talk to us. Oh wow. At that time. You know, it wasn't this It wasn't big fire. Yeah, they still. brought in like crazy folks, people that, you know, you only hear about them. Yeah. <laughs> you see, yeah, you just see on them on TV and or they something. They're shorts and t-shirts, bro. We're just relaxed. Peter Demandis flies his own private jet mm. to the campus. Oh, wow. And walks out in a shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> Very <laughs> late. <laid> slippers. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you what's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, like, you know, and there were Teslas everywhere. Mm. And I'm like, okay, people, what's going on here? So I remember there was a conversation, fireside conversation, and they were talking about nanotechnology, mm, that's okay. where they were thinking of how they could compress cars right into a tablet so oh, you get out of the plane and you just put it down and then, <laughs> like you know transform it just become bigger yeah then, so i was like no you guys you get, yeah thinking out of this world <laughs> you know what i'll tell you guys something when i was growing up my grandfather he told me that they were doing teleportation because what you're trying to, you're trying to do you're trying to do teleportation right? you're only trying you know he was like huh how i'm like they they, they had a tree when you take the leaf from that tree and you put it in your mouth and you recite some words, you could vanish through the tree and reappear in that same tree at the other destination. Wow. That was teleportation. And he's doc- yeah? he like, is it, is it, can I do it? I said, uh, if you, if if you come try. to Africa, we'll go to my, 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 my hometown. The shrine is still there. They'll show you. Hmm. And then people are worried about global hunger. When we do our festivals, we're able to plant corn. Hmm. Harvest it the same day. Same day. Cook the same day and eat. So what's the World Food Program doing? Like, how people spend it? You know, so they were like, who is this guy? What are you talking about? I'm like, no, this this, this stuff happens. Yes. I'm not making it up. Yeah. And they're like, so is it documented? That that I'm not sure, but we can start a project to document all these things. Yeah, yeah. And then we solve the global food hunger, fix transportation, reduce the climate, like the emissions. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm I'm teleporting here, emissions, you know what I mean? I mean, if I can farm today, and no, yeah, you just uh, get food. No, look at the amount of water we use to just farm and feed. So the climate change issue can go down. Hmm. And like you, where did you get this guy from? <laughs> He's from Ghana. <laughs> That's the kind of conversation these guys were open to. Okay. If I say the same thing to my own people, they'll look at you. Eh, you are like, a wizard. You are yeah. well, you are what? Well, then then You are a voodoo. You are. But these guys were like, did they take notes? So, like, actually, like, like, like serious, no. like, we need to like, try no, this. Because yes. if you have to feed two billion people, and you guys can plant, and I said, oh, you come to our festivals. They were shocked. You know? And then the Ugandans were able to back it up. Mm. The Kenyans were able to back it up. Mm-hmm. So they're like, so what's wrong with us? Well, because you people, you want us to build some technology before. Before you realize that technology exists. <laughs> So that was my NASA experience. And another thing that made me excited is they took me to Prof. Stalote's office. Hmm. Yeah. The Ghana flag Ghana, is still yeah. there. And I kind of felt like, yeah, you know? Yeah, Ghana. You know, Ghana is a great country, especially when you travel out. Yes. They respect us yes. a lot. Yes, they do. We, we achieve so much out there. I just hope those of us here wake up to that. 
and do great things. So, yeah, that's a bit of my, my NASA experience. It was great. Another thing, too, that I that blew my mind was anytime I do the presentation, you know, you bring all these experts, you do present your business, where you're heading. All the feedback I was getting was, yo, you've overbuilt this technology. Mm. At the time, they say, how many users do you have? So, well, I was 6,000. You have virtual reality, augmented reality. You have AI. You can predict. What, what, what? You have overbuilt. Go out and sell the thing to the customers. Right. I'm like, but it's not ready. I said, but who's that? Who says it's not ready? Are you the one using it? I'm like, no, no. The problems I had, please. Mm. So that. So when I got back, then we started doing all these conferences. That's where mm. I got involved in tech in Ghana. Yeah. So go buy a stand and showcase what you have. Between that time, in 2019, we already crossed the 30,000 user mark. Mm. So that that wake up call, I would have still be building. But I wanted building, to yeah. add blockchain. Wanted they say, hey, my guy, what's wrong? Yeah, you? you're putting too much into the too much. So we even had to deactivate some of the features. Mm. Just keep it simple now and go to market, get feedback, go to market, get feedback. So that culture there where they build a very basic product and they go out and start selling. Start selling immediately. Silicon Valley, like, that's a culture. Just sell it, just sell it, just sell it. They get customer feedback and they improve. Sell, sell, sell. Mm. That I learned from them and I was very happy. Mm. At the point, uh, that time, I mean, the valuation was around 3 million at the time. Yeah. So they said, uh, they said we're going to, uh, they're going to offer us what, uh, $3 million. And I'm like, I want to buy your company. And they're like, you know, the restructure, we have to register at uh, Delaware, reincorporate in Delaware yeah, and all of that. I'm like, okay, I've heard this before. Mm, yes, I've been through uh, this. Yes. You know I mean? Three years ago, I was 2014, 2015. It was 10 million. So you always be supposed yeah, to know it. me less money. You know, I would think about it when I have angel investors at that time. So we'll have to discuss and I'll get back to them mm. politely. And I haven't got back to them yet. So maybe <laughs> one day I'll call them. Maybe one day when we're ready. Yeah, so yeah, the, the, that, that experience was great. And the, and they gave us a post, postgraduate diploma certificate in exponential mm. technology. Wow. It was crazy. Look, I had colleagues, eh, my Japanese guy, the guy was building robots to do first respondents. Wow. So when there's an earthquake, his and robots will go there. And then he's sitting in the office controlling the robot to, to lift things, do all of that. And I'm a Japanese boy. I'm like, yo, man, this guy. <laughs> so the camera he was using for the eyes of the robot, that was 360 degree, yeah. right? I asked him, what's up? He should show me how it works. So that's what we repurpose for our virtual reality to oh, cut costs by 80%. Wow. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Because it's a camera. Yeah, it just spins right. You can record now everything here. Once I finish, within five minutes, to convert to virtual reality. Wow. That saves money. That saves a lot of money. And doing all these zone yeah, animation and all of pictures, that. Yeah. And though this other guy, American, the guy was generating electricity using gravity. <laughs> <laughs> Yo! See, you, you sit there and realize that oh, you're not rich. Yeah. So that's where I started bringing all these my teleportation ideas. <laughs> so I can be one of my And I can thing. grow food and it's grow the same day. That's what they realized. Okay, yeah, you. Because yeah, you were doing, they were even calling eCampus Uber for teachers. I said, no, no. it's eCampus. Because no. come on, they've seen you, Demi, they've seen Coursera, they've seen. So you, you were not. The only one said, yeah, Uber for teachers. So mm. to, to also make them shake smile, like, yeah, we can plant food. Yeah, we to can grow do the some. Day. We have some. <laughs> we have some. No, people were doing crazy. There was this lady from UAE that was creating clothing, 
right? Clothing that can t- determine your temperature, your heartbeat, your oh, everything. Oh, yes, I've heard and, about And depending that. on those things, it will start injecting. They have that way. It start injecting medicine into you. Wow. I'm like, why? Wow. <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Wow, that's why. Well, people were doing like crazy stuff. There was this lady from Kenya that was creating water from air. From air? Yeah, they produce water from thin air, from Growing up, she has to walk this time to fresh water. She go and go, so she figured a way <laughs> to create water from air okay. that they can drink. So, when you're in a room with this kind of people, you realize that you're my guy, you know, rich, yeah, like you, haven't gone <laughs> but you are privileged to be representing West Africa, wow. you know. And, and I still have all these friends 90 of them across the world. Right. I call them. There's even a re- re- reunion happening recently in Barcelona. Okay. You know what I mean? Every year they do a reunion and we all go, but this time I'm, I'm not, I'll not be able to go. But these are the kind of people they put in the room for months. Mm. Schoolers show us all the craziest of technologies and then push us to just improve and change the world. And I hope maybe one of the schools here will start doing stuff like that. Because, oh. yeah. And one thing I always tell them, you guys, you think I'm smart, man. Good I'm just privileged to be here. There yeah. are way, way more smarter people than me in the villages in Ghana and across Africa. Do mm-hmm. not think I'm 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 just like I just got a chance and opportunity to, yeah, to be to... here. I am the least smarter. I didn't even finish high school. I couldn't pass high school. <laughs> so don't over celebrate me. Yeah. If you want to come back to Africa, you find way people smarter, hundred thousand times smarter than me. But they don't have this opportunity. The opportunity. I always tell that every time I remind them of that. And then recently, most of them have been coming to Africa, you know, and I'm, I'm glad one day they will help everybody. Hmm, that's awesome. Awesome. So I think we're just wrapping up. Let me just ask you, if you give one piece of advice from all your stories, all your experiences, yes, what, what would you say? Just one piece of advice. Just what would you say? <sighs> For entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Business people, entrepreneurs. Take yeah. compliance seriously. Hmm. You know, 2006 to 2008, I think exactly 2008 when I was doing those audits. Mm. I incorporated my company in 2006. 2000, I'm doing audits. It sounds crazy because mm-hmm. a lot of companies are down if they even audit. Yeah, that's true. Take compliance seriously. It will go a long way to help you. Mm. How many financial institutions were collapsed in 2017? Yeah. It was 600. Yeah. Why? Non-compliance. Non-compliance. So don't wait till you've built everything and now you're about to blow and then they come and you have compliance issues. Mm. That's like a waste of your own life. Mm. And when you are younger or a smaller company beginning, your compliance issues are not too complex. No, you're just a small company. Compliance is expensive, but it's worth it. You know, but when you're young, you're not making profits. So Mm. file the nail, go and file the tax, go and file it. Every year, make sure you remember to go and renew your what, re- business registration. Yeah. No way, now you are coming to raise $2 million now and then they go to Registrar General and your company has this because for the past three, you haven't gone to renew, you have not filed your annual returns and now you have to cook things to show, it will expose you. Because all these competitions will be applied for, they check. Yeah, to make sure you are good in good And when they, say, when they say that email, unfortunately, we're not selected for this and they don't give you reasons. That's why. It's mostly compliance. Right. Because they are incorporated in Ghana. They will check. They will. And you've never done, you've never filed annual returns. You've never done it. Go and file nail. You didn't make any money. Mm, go it. and do it. So please, take compliance seriously and you will go far. Awesome. Okay. 
Thank you, Cecil. This has been really, really good. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you very much. Me. I really appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of What's Your Story? This episode was brought to you by Paystack, the smart choice for accepting payments from anyone, anywhere in the world. Visit paystack.com slash technova to get started.